Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. Can you guys guess what Disney character people seem to, I remind them of? It's, it's Olaf. Like, maybe I shouldn't say that, but, uh, well, Tim, you actually, yeah, you get that too. I, I get that. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if that's a compliment, but, um, but he sure sounds like he has a lot of fun, so. <laughs> Hey, welcome. If this is your first time here, I just always kind of love to get a fresh look at like who's, who's never been here before, who doesn't know for. Raise your hand if you've never been here before. Raise your hand. Cool. Awesome. And, and we love you guys over here. You kind of get the side picture, so really just love. Want to honor you guys for being here too. <laughs> um, yeah, we've almost been here a year pretty wild to think about that. Um, hey, some of you guys had to park pretty far away. Some of you guys had to endure, you know, sitting or standing in places you probably would have rather not sit or stand. I, I want to say thank you for coming. Thanks for being part of our community. Thanks for coming and adding to the greatness that God's doing here. Um, so I just want to honor you guys, those of you guys that maybe have to walk a little further just because God's doing something really special here. So I appreciate your sacrifice. Just want to say that. Um, we're working on solutions, but the reality is we've got good problems. God shows up and does incredible things every single Sunday. And, um, and I, we just get to be here for it. So it's a beautiful thing. Um, I, I, I'm more excited about church than I've ever been in my whole life because I get to do it with you guys here. Um, hey, we've been talking about um, honor. We have this series that we're doing um, and I, I get really, really excited when we start talking about honor. It's funny, I, I think about what's one of our core values that I think makes our community great. And there's a lot of great communities out there, so I don't have this idea that ours is the only one. But what makes our community great is I think that we, we've done a really good job of cultivating a sense of value for each other and honor for each other. And I thought to myself, you know, we've actually never talked about honor in the church. Um, but we had, a, we had enough people that show up every Sunday that get this and that have a level of understanding that it seems to just permeate as we grow, which is a beautiful thing. Um, but I'm really excited now we're actually talking about honor. We're actually putting some words behind it. We're actually sharing the, uh, whatever, <laughs> whatever you want to see happen in your community, how do you get it? You talk about it, Okay. You don't, you don't guilt people into it. You don't, uh, you don't do passive aggressive about it and hope they figure it out. You actually just talk about it. So we're going to talk about honor. What does it look like? What's it mean? So when, when, when I was thinking about how, what do I want to preach about honor, I'm going to hit it from an angle. I know Chris and Nicole both preached about it. Actually, Gus preached about it too, and it was fabulous. Um, when we talk about honor, I, I think about honor, like honor creates something. When I think about our communities and our churches and our businesses, even in our government, what are we manufacturing? What do we create in these different communities, in these different organizations? What do we manufacture in our friendships? Do we manufacture, what's the fruit that you see coming out of a church, out of an organization, out of a family, out of your family, out of our government? What's the fruit? What do you see? What are we manufacturing? 
And as you start to un, un, kind of unlock what, what, what's the core values and the core operating system of an organization, of a community, of the body of Christ, you start looking at what is it made of. And as you look at what's, what's, how does heaven operate? Heaven operates based on this system called honor. So I think about what is our community going to produce? And when I think about what's the most important things that I want to see us walk in as a community, I think about honor. And so I want to kind of unpack a little bit what honor is um, and why we have such a high value for it. Like, Jesse, why, do you really, why are you really sticking on this honor thing? Um, and I just want to share my heart for a bit about what I love about honor. And I may hit a lot of it today. I might actually go into next week too, because I don't want to talk too much. Um, amen. Um, so 1 John 4.18 says, Perfect loves cast out fear. Everybody say, perfect love casts out fear. Now say, fear casts out perfect love. So there's an implication there that yes, perfect love casts out fear, but where there's fear, love cannot hang out. So there is no, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear involves punishment. And one who fears has not been perfected in love. See, if the systems that we produce, the systems that we have in our, in our organization, in the body, if what we do in the body produces fear, then there's no place for love to take root and to rule and reign and manifest. Okay? If what we produce in our community is fear, if it produces fear in our government, in our businesses, listen, this isn't about the church. If you haven't figured this out yet, the whole world operates or, or, is, or is designed to operate on the value system of the kingdom of God. So don't compartmentalize, well, that's work. We don't, we, don't, we don't have that same operating system here. Church is different. It's not. At least it shouldn't be. See, God created a system built on the kingdom, the, the values that he values. He created a system or an operating system that, that functions in this context of honor, in this, this, this context of perfect love casting out fear. Now, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Where the Spirit is, there's the Lord. And so where the Lord is, there's freedom. And where the Lord is, there is love, because love is God and God is love. So where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. And where there's freedom, there's love. Perfect love casts out fear. I'll say this again because I really liked it. If the system that we produce, if the system that we use produces fear, then there's no place for love to take root and to rule and to reign and to manifest. 1 Peter 2.17 says, Honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Honor all men. That word honor actually um, is, is the word tameo, which means to value something, to give value, to give it appropriate value. There's two things we're called to do regardless of whether you feel like it or not. Honor and love. Honor and love. Doesn't say, you know, I think it's in Exodus, it says, um, honor your parents. 
Um, uh, but here it actually says, honor all people. Honor all people. Well, but what if they don't deserve it? I'm just telling you what it says. See, in a, culture that, in a culture that values honor, it's a culture where I can look at you and I can, I can honor you. And, and what am I doing? I'm giving you value. I'm giving you value. And I'm not giving you value based on my system, my operating system. I'm giving you value based on God's operating system. He has set a standard on how to value things around us. Bible says that, that we love only because he first loved us. So God actually set the standard for you to, to value other people. So when we talk about honor, a culture of honor, we're talking about a culture where I get to value you regardless of who you are. Now we have the age old thing, well, I'll, I'll give honor when they deserve it, right? I'm a good guy, I'm a, I'm a nice guy. I'm, I'm, you know, if someone's gonna be nice to me, I'll be nice to him. If someone's going to do some really good things, I'll honor them for what they did. But that's not what it's saying. It's saying honor all people. See, the problem, the problem with the opposite, the problem with I only give honor when it's deserved. Now, now you're in control of how I give. Now you're in control of whether I give honor or not. See, if, I only, if, if how I treat you is based on how you treat me, now I'm, now I'm actually at the mercy of how you treat me. Now the way I show up, the way I show up in your life, Ken, the way I show up in your life is dependent on how you show up in my life. And now I'm no longer a free person. I'm no longer free to love you. Now I have to wait to love you until I know how you're going to react to me. And in a culture that, that, that is, is wondering how I need to love people, it, listen, we're all, to some level, we're all growing, amen? We're, to some level, we're all going to miss an aspect of how to love each other. Well, in a culture of honor, the beauty is when I meet you, I have a standard that I've set for myself, right? I have a standard that when I look at you, I know exactly how to treat you. I, can, I love you and I honor you. I put a high value on you, okay? Am I getting this? I'm trying to figure out, am, am I communicating clearly? Examples, yes. <laughs> I love my wife. So I was, uh, I, I used to, here, here's an example that I, that I was thinking of that I want to share is, um, and this is maybe, can I share an example where I kind of failed at this? Is that all right? Good. So uh, I, I, was in a, I was in a leadership position and I was leading a bunch of people that weren't very honorable. In fact, they were outright defensive towards anything I did for them, around them, for, and, and, and there was a, it was just a real tough place for me to be. And I really wanted to love them. I really wanted to honor them, but it was, I just, they just kept doing things that didn't allow me to honor them. They were being defensive and, and confrontive and combative a little bit. And, and as a result, my value for them dropped. It plummeted. Have you guys ever had that happen to you? And I realized that 
because my value for them dropped, my belief in them dropped as well. You see, when we put value on somebody, we believe in them. See, God actually looks at you and doesn't see your broken self. He doesn't see your old self. He looks at you and he sees Jesus in you. He sees what he bought and paid for, right? He bought and paid for you so that when he looks at you, he's like, wow, you're amazing, right? You, you might look in the mirror sometimes like, well, I'm not that amazing. And he's like, yes, you are. Yes, you are. You're that good. You're that amazing. And so when I looked at these people, I didn't see amazing people. I didn't look at them through the eyes of God, through the lens of honor. I looked at them through the lens of Jesse, and it was foggy. And we'll do that with people. We'll do that because of how they treated us. We'll do that because maybe we have this like, this, this, like, uh, this block of this type of person or this type of thing. Like, oh, I know that kind of person. Or, you know, oh, I, no, don't speak too high to that person. I, I know what they're really like. And so I treated them differently. And could you believe it? They felt it. Could you believe it? They picked up on, on this level of, of, of value that I had for them wasn't very high. Do you think that helped it or hurt the situation? <laughs> See, the level that, that you value people is literally gonna be the value that they treat themselves as. That's why it's so important that you understand the gospel. The gospel is that God's measuring stick in your life is his love for you. It's the, it's the cross, the, the value that he paid for on the cross is, is, is your value in life. And so he, God's plan is if I can get you to believe how valuable you are, you're going to act like it. And so God's not up against anything except our own value system of ourselves. Listen, sin is just a product of you not knowing who you are and how valuable you are. If you knew how valuable you were, if you knew how honored you are by God, you wouldn't act the way you're acting. This is the core of God's message. This is the gospel. He bought and paid for you, not so you could just go to heaven. He bought and paid for you so you could understand what honor looks like and what honor creates. And so our, our, our job, 1 John, it says, as he is, as Jesus is in the world, so are we. So our job is to, is to imitate, be imitators of Christ. And Christ walked around showing people what their value was. And, and here's a tip. It wasn't based on how much you serve or how much ministry you do. It wasn't based on the right words you use or whether you impact a thousand people or one. It was based on the cross. See, the point here is, guys, that Jesus walked around and he was Jesus everywhere he went. He didn't walk around wondering how, who do I get to be for this group of people? And who do I get to be for this group of people? He was on. He was on for Peter. And he was the same Jesus for Judas, whether Judas was doing good or skimming off the till. Like G Jesus was Jesus wherever he went. Whether you threw a stone at him or you gave him a hug, he was Jesus. He didn't change who he was based on what you thought about him. Starting to get it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> See, listen, Jesus, he is the model. 
But he was God. Like, Jesse, come on now. You can't put that kind of standard on me. Listen, read the Bible. Listen, Jesus was well acquainted with all of your limitations. That's why he came as someone like you. And yet, and yet he understood this operating system called honor. And yet he understood, this is who I have to be if I'm going to fulfill the call in my life. If you're going to fulfill the call in your life, you have to get this. Say, I have to get this. I have to get it from my community. I have to get it from me. Listen, if, you can't fig- if we can't figure out how to honor, if I can't figure out how to honor, I am never going to walk in the calling he has for me. Why is that? Come on, Jesse, help me with that. Why is that? Because I'm going to continually walking around wondering who gets my value. I'm going to walk around wondering who do I get to honor more than other people. And you know what? There's a good chance I'm, I'm going to devalue someone. I'm going to hold someone at a lesser value. And I'm probably going to miss out on the gift on their life. I'm probably going to miss out that connection point. I'm going to miss out on being able to walk with somebody because I don't actually understand how to value them. Which is why he doesn't make it difficult. Jesus doesn't say honor certain people certain ways and other people other ways. He says, listen, if honor everybody the same. Do I have to be, but, but I don't actually like everybody. That's okay. You don't have to be best friends with everybody. That's not what I'm saying. You don't have to actually put your hand on the person next to you and say, let's go have lunch every week. Let's go be best friends. Listen, that's not what it's saying here. It's saying bestow honor on them. Bestow value. What I'm not, what, the opposite of this is, listen, I, I only give honor because he's got it coming. I only honor Greg because he treats me really well. I only honor my friend Nicholas because he gives me, he buys me a coffee every now and then. Right? Like I, well, I, I give more honor to people that give to me. Isn't it funny that Jesus doesn't love you because of how you honored him? Isn't it funny that Jesus doesn't actually bestow honor on you based on how much honor you give him? You look at Revelations and in Revelations got this picture of the 24 elders bowing down to Jesus and giving him glory. All glory and honor and power belongs to you. You ever wonder? You ever wonder where they got that glory to give? You ever wonder where they got that honor to give him? You ever wonder where you got your honor to give away? That's like saying, I'm going to give Bill Gates money. (laughs) Listen, listen. He first honored you. And and, and if you're wondering, I I love what, I really, honestly, if you, if, if this is, if, if you love the idea of honor, there's a great book, Danny Silk, he kills this thing. But he says this, he says, honor is a, is a wealthy thing. Honor is about wealth. Wealthy people know how to give honor. 
I just saw a post that Bill and Melinda Gates and all these, all these wealthy people are bestowing, they're giving away their money to people, they're honoring it. Why? Because they understand that they have a lot to give. People that don't know how to honor oftentimes are the same people that don't know how valuable they are. Right? What's the first and greatest commandment? Love the Lord your God with all your mind, heart, soul, mind, and strength and love others as you love yourself. So what can you not do if you don't love you? Or what are you not going to do probably is probably more of the point. The more you understand how valuable you are, the more you're the more you're going to love and value other people. This is a wealth thing. It's a wealthy mindset. Well, brother, I don't actually have that big of a bank account right now. It's not about money. It's about wealth. It's about prosperity of spirit. It's about, it's about knowing how full you are and that I can't wait to honor other people because I'm so dang honored. Listen, at your worst moment, Jesus bestows honor. When you least deserve it, isn't that really, th I'm really thankful for that. I'm thankful that, that God doesn't just, he's not just in a good mood when I do good things for him. I'm thankful that he doesn't just honor me when I have the microphone or something weird like that. That even when, when I do nothing good, when I'm, when I'm doing nothing productive, he sits there and loves me and honors me because, because that's how he sees me. I'm his son. So how are you going to honor someone on their worst day? How are you going to honor your friends when they abandon you? How are you going to honor your coworkers when they don't treat you like you think you should be treated? See, in a culture of honor, everybody that walks through that door feels like a million bucks. Why? Because everybody in here is looking at that person the same way. This is what I get so excited about our community getting this level of honor because in a culture of honor, everybody is brought up to a high level. In a culture of honor, your dreams matter. Why do they matter? Because you're so valuable. I bet you're gonna do something incredible. In a culture of honor, I'm not worried about messes. In a culture of honor, I honor you so much, I'm not gonna let you be the same. In, in, in a culture of love and value and honor, I'm not going to let your dysfunctions dictate how functional I am towards you. In a culture of honor, I'm not going to let dishonor choose how honoring I get to be. I get to be the same everywhere I go. Every Sunday, I get to be the same. I've got a few things I'm going to, I love lists. I just, they, I feel like they add a lot of great structure to the way I think. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a list of, of, of what does honor look like, okay? And I've got some, I think we're going to hit on some other things, I'll, and I'll, I'll, I'll try to figure out when to stop. Um. Because <laughs> I honor you guys. Because I honor your time. You're valuable. Your time is valuable. The fact that you chose to be in our community today, the fact that you chose to sit next to her, to sit next to him today, should mean something. All right, number one. Honor gives the same level of value and honor to the janitor of the building as, say, the lead pastor or the CEO of a business. Listen, I know we're going to get this, when we value and hold the person in honor that cleans the toilets, 
Listen, there's, 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 we can honor them differently, right? We can, we can say, listen, I'm going to honor you with this gifting. And I'm going to, you know, we honor a prophet and a prophet. We get the prophet's reward. So you're going to honor a prophet differently than you're going to honor an apostle. Or you're going to honor this person differently than this person. But the value doesn't change. Amen? Listen, you're not, you may not be called to be a prophet or called to be this, but you're called to be a son. And when I look at you, I'm going to be, wow. I'm going to look at you in awe and wonder because you're made in the image of God and I can't wait to see what you do with this. And I can't wait to see what you do tomorrow. So when you can, when you can honor everybody to the same, when you, when, it, when you don't look at a leader and hold them on a pedestal and then you look at the person next to you and say, meh. Come on, this is why we keep telling you guys you're part of the ministry team because we really value the gifts that God has given you. It's a culture of honor. I love it. All right, number two, honor says I am the same everywhere I go. Jesus was Jesus everywhere he went. We already talked about that. Number three, honor speaks about others like Jesus would speak about them. Even if it seems irrational and almost too good to be true or what they deserve. Honor says, I honor people so much, I refuse to talk and devalue them when they're not around. I refuse to talk bad about people. I don't care what they did. I'm not going to partake of that. Why? Because our words are important. I like to, I try to have this, I, I don't say I'm great, I'm, I'm perfect at this, but I try to have this mentality that would I say this in front of them right now? <laughs> I'm going to challenge you guys with that one. That's a tough one. Right? Because sometimes I'm a verbal processor and I'll sometimes process verbally and sometimes what comes out of my mouth isn't all that honoring. I'm still trying to figure it out. But, so I have to catch myself sometimes from letting words come out of my mouth that don't honor somebody. Well, but they're not in the room. What's it matter? It matters to my heart. Because it's not about them. Honor is not about the other person. Did you get that? Honor has nothing to do with the other person. has everything to do with your heart condition. And if you find that you're having a hard time thinking about people with high values, it's probably because there's an issue going on in your heart. It's probably because there's, a, there's, there's an offense, there's something in your heart that says, I don't, can't think of them that highly. They really hurt me. Cool. My suggestion, get with Jesus on that one. Sit down with the Father and say, Father, what is it about something in my heart that's, that there's this block that doesn't allow me to honor this person in such a way. Maybe it's unforgiveness. My, my good friend, my, one of my best friends, you say, you know, forgiveness doesn't get the hook out of them. It gets it out of you. Honor is about you. It's about releasing your heart from, 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 uh, uh, um, from hurts and pains because that's not the way Jesus wanted us to operate. Number four, honor never compares other churches to another or ours for the sake of creating a value statement of better or worse. You may have never done this, but every now and then I hear, I hear things like, oh, you know, there's that church. They're just not getting it. I'm so glad I, I don't go to that church. I'm so glad I go to this church or that church. And let me just be really clear, guys. Can we nail this thing? I don't want to be, I don't want to have a competition in the body. That thing has killed and caused so much disunity and just ugliness. And I'm just fed up with it. 
Listen, honor is about how much can I honor someone? Honor doesn't say, well, how much do I have to honor them? Honor doesn't say, how much do I have to value them to get by? <laughs> honor says, I, I'm going to exaggerate how good that body of Christ is over there. Honor says, I am going to speak higher than maybe they deserve. I'm going to treat you better than you think you treat yourself. I'm going to value, that's what Jesus does. Listen, at the I opened the service of you weren't here. I, I had this, this awesome thought that, that my friend reminded me of, that you can't exaggerate the goodness of God. You cannot exaggerate the goodness of God. What are we doing when we try to, we try to honor God higher than our own brain capacity can honor him? Because I think we're in safe grounds there. Listen, honor is about going above and beyond. It's about exaggerating how amazing people are. But Jesse, they're really not that amazing. You know that, right? Like, like you saw them, like they, they didn't clap loud enough. They didn't worship enough. Like they just sat there. They didn't even raise their hands. Like they, I mean, I mean, look at them. Like they don't even, I don't know sure they're saved. You say that to me, I'll look at them and say, you know what? I bet they're having an encounter with God that would make you and I weep. I look at that person that's sitting down during worship and I'm just imagining the intimacy that they're experiencing with the Father right now. Listen, that's how God looks at us. He looks at you and thinks, you're amazing. He doesn't look at us based on what we're doing, how we're acting, how we look. He treats us the way he sees us as he saw Jesus on the cross. Honor doesn't try to control others, but loves regardless of their actions. So, how much time do I have? <laughs> this is a big one. Honor doesn't try to control. In the presence of love, there is a, a love casts out fear, right? So love, when we love and honor someone, we're literally, we're, we're moving in the opposite spirit of fear. When in, in the presence of fear, there's an absence of love, right? There's no freedom in the presence of fear. So listen, when, when, when I'm just use my kids as an example. When our kids scream and blow up in, in, in the midst of me, my first thought is, ah, they're not honoring very well. I don't say those words, but I'm thinking something along the lines of like, ah, what do I do? They're not loving very well. And I could choose to return the level of honor that they've shown me. And, and, I, and I think I've actually done it a few times and I wasn't proud of it. But I wanted to see if it would work and screaming back at your kids actually doesn't, doesn't help. <laughs> So I, I, in the words of Danny Silk, I put on love. I put on my own value system and I said, okay, I'm okay. I'm still loved and honored by Jesus. So I have a lot of honor to give. See, fear wants to control, right? When I, when I get afraid that my kids are screaming, my first thought is like, oh my gosh, they don't love and honor me. This is scary. What if, what if I, what if, what if, and, I, and now I want to like scream back at them because, 
there's this, there's this chemical response. I think it's called the, the, the amygdala that just wants to go, rah! Right? You ever been confronted by somebody and you just want to go, rah! You just want to get defensive. And you just want to attack. And it's that thing of like, okay, no, no, I love you. And I honor you too much to, 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 to lower my value system for you. I love you too much to let you control how I'm going to happen. I love, I love and honor you too much to let your mess here cause me to enter into your mess. I'm actually going to love you in the midst of your mess. And if you offend me, watch that I won't cry for me, but I'll cry tears for you. Because clearly you're out of control. And so now I don't have to control my kids because fear causes control. Punishment, punishment is all about fear, right? Perfect love casts out fear. It says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear involves punishment. Fear involves punishment. Why? Punishment is control. I'm gonna punish you until you finally do what I need you to do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my thumb down on you. What's another form of, of, of fear is lashing out at someone, devaluing, dishonoring them, withholding love. Anybody ever withheld love before? Well, she doesn't deserve my love. So I think I'll just, I'll just withhold my love until she starts to honor me better, until she starts to treat me and value me the way I think I need to be treated and valued. So honor doesn't try to control others, but loves regardless of their actions. Honor says, you're too amazing to act like that. Honor looks at someone that's having a really tough time and, and, and says, hey, you, I see the value on your life and you're too awesome to act like that. Instead of saying, why are you acting like that? You need to grow up. Man, this is, I knew you were like that. I, I knew you weren't that amazing, right? But when we, have a, we make a mess with Jesus, he doesn't come up and say, I knew you would do that. I knew you weren't very good. No, he says, wow, you're too amazing to be doing that. If you saw what I saw, if you saw, you wouldn't, you, you wouldn't be doing that. Honor says, I can dis disagree with your theology and still be in relationship with you. Honor says that we don't actually have to agree because I'm not gathering around an agreement around something. I'm, I'm, I'm gathering around love. I'm gathering around honor. And honor says that regardless of whether you and I believe that Jesus heals or not, whether you and I actually move in the spirit or not, I don't care if you have a high value for gifts of the spirit or not, I'm going to pour love and value into your life. We can still be friends, even if you don't wanna go heal the sick, even if you don't go to my church, even if you don't believe what I believe, I'm gonna find, we're gonna find something to agree on because I can't handle not loving you the way I love you right now. And lastly, I'll say this, honor values others so much that if you make a mess, let me pray this way. I love you so much that if I make a mess, I'm gonna clean it up. Because I value our relationship and I value and I so honor you and me together 
in this together that if I make a mess, I'm going to clean it up. I love you too much to let what I did mess this thing up. And honor also says that if you make a mess, I'm going to love you into that place where you want to clean up your own mess. I love you so much that I just, I just know that you're going to make a great decision, that you're going to make this better. And imagine, guys, imagine if we had a whole community of people that honored the person next to him so much that there was nothing that that person could do to destroy this relationship. Listen, they can walk away and leave, right? People are, are free to do what they want to do. But listen, if you stick in with me, if you hang out in this place of discomfort long enough, we're going to figure this thing out. Why? Because I honor you too much to walk away from this really good thing we got going here. If we had a whole community like that, there would be less church hopping. There would be less people that walk around with, with, with wounds from leaders and from their friends. Because we don't walk away when we're wounded. We recognize, wow, that hurt. But I love you too much to walk away right now. I love you too much to run. I just, I want to stick around long enough for you to love me through this and for me to love myself through this. Does that make sense? Come on, guys, that's a powerful community. That's a powerful community that won't be stopped, that won't be held back from growth, that won't be held back from looking like Jesus. I like to think that's how Jesus loved Judas because he saw what was going on the whole time. And he kept looking at Judas and says, I love you too much, buddy. I have too much value for you, Judas. I'm not cutting you loose. I'm not kicking you out. Judas had to leave. He made a choice. He walked away. Peter didn't make that choice. Peter made a mess, denied Christ three times. And Jesus at the gravesite says, go find my people. Tell Peter, I'm here. So this is honor to me. This is what honor looks like. Um, lastly, I want to, I want to, wow. <laughs> I just feel his presence so strong. I want to say one last thing that my heart, when I think about honor, I also think about what does a community of honor look like? And I think about us growing. And I think about like, the needs of our body, the needs of our family. And I think about, man, a community that, how do I, I'm just going to dive into this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sidestep a little bit. We have, we, I, we, we create a bunch of these connect cards. You guys see them on your chairs? Cool. Hey, if you, I, I, actually, I want you to have one in your hands right now. You don't have to pick it up, but as long as you have one, I want you to have one. If you didn't, if you didn't get one, raise your hand. We have people passing them out. Okay, yeah, if you need a pen, Rhea has pens. So go ahead and raise your hand if you need one. Is Rhea ever walking around? Cool, she is. And we got Tanya too. So if you don't have one, raise your hand. So I have a vision for our community that where God's taking us, five people can't do it. 
that where we're going as a community, I want to take over the whole world. I want to transform a whole city into the likeness of Jesus. And, and, and to do that, we, we don't want to do it alone. That's weird in a family if the mother and the dad are the only ones doing the dishes. It's weird if the family doesn't, commu- doesn't help out. But hey, I'm also, I, I, I have this thing where like, I don't want people to feel like they're controlled into helping out. Because we just found out that's not honor and love, is it? Right? That's, I'm afraid, so I'm going to control. I'm going to guilt people into serving, that big S word. So I'm, I'm, I'm taking a little bit of a risk here with my own heart because I love people so much, I would hate it if people thought that they had to do something. See, honor says, I want to love you. I want to hang in here with you. There's no shoulds with love. There's no have tos. Jesus actually took away the have tos. He says, love is the, next, is the new standard. So here's, here's my vision. My vision for our community is that everybody in this whole room that wants to be a part of this community, that calls this community family, somehow gives their life to the family somehow serves the family, somehow sacrifices um, and, and honors the community with, with their valuables. And I'm not even talking about money, although I think that, that, that's the kingdom. I, I, we don't need your money. Jesus wants to do great things with it. But I'm talking about your time, who you are as a person, your gifts, your strengths. I, I, I think a healthy community is a community where people want to give their lives for the person next to them. And I don't want this to get weird because in my mind, it's, you're probably not thinking this, okay? You probably don't think this way. But I have such like a heart for like people that I'm just, I don't want anybody to think that, here we go, he wants me to serve. He wants to, I'm probably not gonna be saved tomorrow if I don't serve. He'll probably look at me differently if I'm not serving. Listen, that's trash. That's just bogus. If anybody's ever told you that, or you were f- made to feel that way, or maybe it was your own stuff. You just, you just felt that way. I want to kill that thing right now. Jesus requires nothing of you just to love you and to love yourself and to love others. That's the only requirement. And out of that place, I personally can't wait to serve Jesus. I can't wait to give my life for him because the reward is always greater than what I happen to lay down that day. But I do, guys, I honestly do have a vision for where we're going. And if you haven't noticed, we're not getting smaller. So there'll be a day when we might do two services. There might be a day where God gives us a new building. There might be a day where I don't know what's going to happen. Like God's building the church. I don't know how to build churches. Our team, we're not church planners. We're just following God. And so I, on, this, on this list, on this, this connect card, we want to know you for one. We want to know your, your email address for, for, for just to love on you, to send you wonderful encouragements. We also want to know, hey, what makes you come alive? What do you feel called to? If this is your family and this is your community, what is God speaking to you? Listen, I get, a lot, I get this a lot. People come up to me and I'm sorry if I'm going long, but this is important to me. People come up and say, Jesse, how can I serve? What do you need? What can, how can I serve you personally? How can I serve the body? And then I'm like, I'm like, ah! 
like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I know what we need, but I don't want to tell you to do that because I don't want to control you. I want you to do what God's called you to do. I want, I want you to think about God. God, what, what do you, what, what do you, what's this, what do you want me to do? do you want, how, how can I serve this community? For some of you guys, you're, you're servants at heart. And serving is like breathing. It's just easy. You feel really good serving. In fact, your last church, I served in every ministry. And, and I was at church at 7 a.m. every Sunday. And they said I didn't have to, but I just loved to. It was great. Listen, if that's you, and you might need a rest. <laughs> if, 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 if serving is like, if serving might be a place that you've gotten personal value from instead of getting it from Jesus. If you think that might be you, I want to challenge you. Do nothing. <laughs> See what happens. See if you're still valuable. So, but, but honestly, guys, like a lot of us, a lot of us don't know don't know how to serve. Or a lot of us, we've been, there's this entitlement thing on some of us that where it's like, well, what? I haven't been honored yet, so I'm not going to honor. I haven't, been, I haven't been given the mic yet, so I'm not going to X, Y, Z or whatever weirdness happens. <laughs> I don't know what to call that. It's just weird. Listen, I want to challenge our community and I want to, I don't, this is control and fear. I'm going to step out of that. I'm going, to, I'm going to step in this place called perfect love where I want the best for our family. Where, where I don't know that we can break through ceilings and I don't think that we can keep growing if we can't figure out what does is, what is honoring and serving look like. And I'm on a journey with you guys. I'm just curious what would happen if, if, we, if, we, if we acted like Jesus and gave our lives to things, when it hurt, when it wasn't fun, when we had to get up a little earlier, when we had to stay a little longer, when we had to do something that I don't quite feel called to do. See, sometimes God calls us to areas that we're not really excited about. Amen? Why? Because there's a place for sacrifice. There's a place for laying our lives down for people. Because sometimes I don't really want to love people, but I'm compelled because I'm so well loved. Because I may not want to confront my friends, but I do it because it's a sacrifice and the reward is, is connection and friendship. And it's so much better than what I had to give up to move into confrontation. Does that make sense? So, so I just want to challenge you guys. I'm not going to say what you have to do because that's, boring. That's control. That's manipulation to some level. I don't know. I just don't want to be that same voice that you've heard in the past. Here's the voice I want you to hear. Talk to God about this. You can, you can wait a week if you want. If you want to take some time, maybe God's speaking to you right now. Maybe you, you see kids and you're like, oh, you know what? I don't really love kids that much. In fact, um, I don't think I ever want kids for myself. But but I feel like there's something there for me. There's just something that I feel like would be good for me to learn what it means to receive from a three-year-old. 
Maybe you're like, but I don't, I really like my mornings. I don't want to give up my mornings of Jesus. I want to come in at 10, I want to come at 10, 15 after church has started and roll in. But I feel like it'd be good for me to show up early and set up chairs. Or, or whatever. Do you get me? Like, I want, you to, I want this to be relationship. So if you, and, and maybe it's social media, maybe it's whatever. So that's, what I, that's my challenge to us. And my heart literally would be that everybody here would serve somewhere. We don't have room for everybody to serve. Let me just be real with you. But how cool would it be if everybody here wanted to? Because it's about the heart condition, right? All right, I'm going to close this and land this thing. <laughs> okay. So put your name down. Put down what you think you'd love to do. And heck, we may not even have room for you. So whatever, you know, I mean, if don't serve here, serve somebody else, somewhere else. But write down and we're going to get back to you and we'll, 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 we'll connect you with the team. Maybe you only end up serving once every two months, once a month. I don't know. But um, I want you to do that. When, you, when you're done with filling that out, oh, go ahead and raise it up right now. If you've already filled it out, raise it up. Pass it to someone on the outside or into the middle. Pass it into the middle. There we go. That's easy. Pass it in the middle right now. If you're out in the, in the, in the wonderful regions over here, just Ray is collecting them. And can we get our prayer team coming up right now? If you're on the prayer team, come on up right now. We're going we're gonna to close this. I love you guys. Thanks for enduring a little bit longer. <laughs> we're not doing this every Sunday, okay? We're just, but, it, but it, this is family time. All right. So put your hand on your heart. I'm going to pray for us. Father, <laughs> Lord, help us to get this honor thing. Father, reveal to us the places that are having a hard time valuing people. Reveal to us the places that we're still holding on. Father, show us how we can take this thing to the next level. Father, I, I pray that this community would be a community that is looking for gold in the people around them, that is actively searching it out, that we would actively be metal detectors, God, that everywhere we go, we would be looking for the gold in people. We would look to honor them more than they deserve and that people would look at us and say, are you serious? That's what you see in me? I pray that we would exaggerate the goodness of God in people. Yeah, do it in us, God. Do it in us first, and then let us just spread it to the whole world. Come on. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, give Jesus a, cl a clap, give him applause. Come on. Cool. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.